Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein, and I'm here today with my very special guest, Daniel Pan. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Now, Daniel Pan is the co-founder of the Art Gallery Auction House, which is one of my favorite places to go to chat about art on uh, the Telegram, uh, the Telegram channel. Where, where would people find that? So on Telegram, it's uh, t.me slash the uh, AGA, A-G-A-H. A, yeah. t.me slash V-A-G-A-H. Yep. Yeah? Yep. Perfect. Uh, one of my favorite Telegram channels, although I will, I will confess, I have occasionally shilled in there when I was not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened a couple of times. <laughs> Where you're running an auction. It's like, okay, let's give this guy his due respect, whoever's the, you know, auction piece. And then I pop it up like, hey, check out my art. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, I'm not supposed to do that. This is my no, public it's, apology. It's yeah <laughs> well you you've been asking now you you'll pop in and be like is there an auction going on is, is it clear so well, i have I this mean, funny I, glitch I, on my phone uh, where at the top you know how it has pinned messages at the top in telegram yeah yeah and i don't know why but it's not 100 percent accurate on my phone it'll sometimes right. have a pinned message that there's no current auction like just a regular pin message and then i'm mm. like oh okay i'm in the clear and I'll say it and it'll be like, hey, bro, there's an auction. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're not alone, honestly. I, I get so many people that say uh, they have the exact same thing. I don't know if it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, if it's a matter of, uh, you know, not having it completely updated. Uh, it might be uh, something, you know, regarding that. But I've had a lot of people have the same exact issue. So, really? I okay. mean. Yeah, so you're not alone. Don't worry. It, it happens very, very often. Well, but, like yeah. I said, this is my public apology to anyone who I've ever <laughs> popped in on your auction and shilled my art during your auction. There was no disrespect intended there. Sure, sure. No, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, I, I do really admire the art gallery auction house. Tell me a little bit about this. Where did this idea come from to do this? <clears throat> yeah, so... Um, this actually started in uh, April, uh, and it was basically uh, around this time that I was uh, interested in blockchain uh, art, I guess, uh, the crypto NFT art. And, uh, you know, prior to that, I, uh, I noticed that there was a lot of these platforms that, you know, had like these really cool, um, these really cool auctions, but they were just all automated and uh you know i figured that there would be some sort of alternative where people could just uh you know just pop in have a very intimate auction setting mm -hmm. uh, but actually there was a very big lack of that um so this was uh this was april you know and i was like i've i've managed a couple a couple telegrams before um so i feel like i can maybe do something where I, I create a uh, art oriented auction house. And, uh, you know, so I co-founded it with uh, my friend Ryan and uh, yeah. And then it, it kind of went on from there. It, it initially was just geared towards uh, engine art. So, okay. yeah. So uh, Ryan and I, we both come from the uh, engine gaming community. Uh -huh. So 
Yeah, so that's kind of where we got our start was um, gaming for NFTs. Um, but then I got into art. He really liked art as well. So then we uh, wanted to make like a engine subsector of art. Mm -hmm. uh, but then it kind of just took a life of its own. You know, it, it kind of like um, went in a direction of all Ethereum artists. We have a couple, you know, on wax and uh, yeah, it kind of just expanded beyond just being engine. That's cool. Yeah. Now, my impression is you're a pretty busy guy. Are you not also studying right now too? I, I am. Yeah. And working um, a job as well. Yes. And running correct. the auction house and yep. creating art on Rarible. By the way, I yes, didn't sir. mention this, but you can find Daniel Pan's art at Rarible with the name Daniel, D-A-N-I-L, Pan, P-A-N. If you go to Rarible, mm -hmm. you can check out his stuff. But I was actually browsing through it earlier today. We'll talk about that in a minute, but sure um tell me about this busy life you lead oh my god like oh that's that's a lot of stuff on your plate yeah yeah it, it's it's a lot honestly but you know uh i i'm able to make it work uh i take my classes online uh okay. but actually before uh before covid so i was um i was taking accounting classes online and uh and then i work full-time as a uh, as a caregiver so um, my work pace is actually very slow for the most part, um, just because it's more of a, uh, um, it's kind of more about working um, slowly and, you know, making sure that people get their care. Uh, and we take care of elderly folks. So it's not a very busy job, if you will. Mm. So, um, yeah, like we're, we're just kind of, um, you know, going through the day and uh, in between then, uh, in between like meals and other things like that, I found the time to run auctions. And so, yeah, I, I figured I would do something, uh, you know, in kind of like the, the down hours while I, I work. Yeah. Awesome. So you're kind of like me, you can't stand downtime. <laughs> you know, I, I was like that. And now that I'm, I'm this busy, I actually missed the downtime, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, ultimately I, I do feel like, uh, you know, it's fun to be productive and, uh, I, I always wanted to get involved in a, in a community like this and have a sort of project. So, you know, this kind of felt like the right thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I know of all of the Telegram channel communities that I'm a part of, this is probably the most active, I would guess. Ooh. Uh -huh. um, oh, that's cool. Just in terms of any time <laughs> I pop in there, there are people there <clears throat> chatting about art or showing their art or there's an auction, right? And yeah. uh, there's a connectedness there that a lot of channels lack. A lot of channels you hop into, it's kind of just... I don't know, more business oriented. Whereas I feel mm -hmm. like there's more of a community focus there. You know, if I hop yeah. in, people right away are like, yo, how's it going? Right. You know, or even you are, yeah. right. You know, very welcome. Always. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I think that's, that's actually a, a very good uh, observation. Uh, it's, it's something I, uh, you know, work very hard to achieve. Um, just kind of like, uh, you know, I, I was in the uh, engine community, like I said, Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a very, very amazing community of people there. And uh, I don't know, I, I just, I really liked that. Um, I felt very welcomed and uh, met a lot of really great people. So I, I kind of wanted to replicate that in a way um, with, uh, with the Telegram art 
house, you know, kind of thing. So uh, yeah, that's, that's very important to me um, to be able to, to, you know, welcome people personally um, to speak with them and uh, just kind of have a good time. And uh, it's kind of like a community ethos that, uh, you know, I encourage as well. You know, I, uh, you know, uh, kind of lead by example, you mm-hmm. know, um, so I'm, I'm always in there, always welcoming people and um, just talking to them. And I think, you know, people see that and they, they do the same thing. So it's, it's really nice. That's awesome. I mean, uh, for people who are listening, who've never been there and are imagining what does this, how does this work? Can you talk a little bit about, like, I know I've had pieces on auction on your channel. I've bought mm-hmm. stuff on auction. I snapped that one up the yeah. other day for Ooh, very that was a good, good price. <laughs> Very did, good yeah. price. I was just waiting for one that was kind of quiet that I kind of liked it. And I was like, Ooh, I like this one. And I just waited and waited and waited and waited and just did like just a little bit, you know, and mm. I managed to snap it up. But uh, yeah, explain to me the process here. How does, how does this uh, auction house work? Because it's not an automated computerized system. It's people taking bids and accepting bids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, everything is basically done, as far as the auction goes, you know, directly in the live Telegram chat. So, um, you know, you, we just, I connect with the, with the artist who wants to auction and uh, we set up a, we just make a booking, you know, we set up an hour slot and uh, yeah, they just come in and uh, I help them auction their work. Uh, you know, I try to make it as, as easy as possible. So, you know, you just show up, you have a good time. Hopefully you get some bids and um, it's once the auction is concluded that it leaves the auction house, you know, uh, at that point I would have the, the buyer and the seller coordinate to, uh, you know, to place their bid on Rarible, OpenSea or uh, what other platform uh, they had. And this was kind of like a, a process that uh, <laughs> had to evolve because when we first started, it was directly peer to peer. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, it was risky actually. But, sure, because um, you'd be sending your art to somebody not knowing if you're yes, going to pay for it or you'd be paying exactly. for it not knowing if you're going to get the art. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how we started actually. Um, directly peer to peer. Any horror stories? Uh, you know what? You would think so, but not really. Um, no, I mean, we, for the most part, the community is very, very... Uh, honest you know they have a lot of integrity so i have been very impressed with it uh no horror stories Uh, there's excuse me there's there's one in which we had an individual bid a a stupid amount um and you know everyone's so excited and then they ended up bailing on the bid Mm -hmm. so i would say that was the the closest thing but nobody straight up got uh scammed or anything like that fortunately not that's so good. yeah yeah well and now <laughs> yes. of course with open sea rarible you can pretty much just make an agreement set the price person buys it bada bing bada boom deal done yes you don't yeah, really exactly. have to worry about that side of it anymore right yes exactly yeah we we've basically moved uh out of peer-to-peer and shifted directly to um either open sea or rarible just any nft marketplace where we can and you know encourage that uh people work out deals on there, especially, you know, that that's on chain now. And, uh, you know, you can follow, like it's visible public for anyone to see. So you don't want to play any games. Right. So if you're coming into this channel and wheeling and dealing, 
and then you're not actually making the deal after everybody's going to know it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone will know. So, you know, it's, I, I think it's, uh, you know, everyone values their reputation. And so that's something that, uh, you know, that reinforces good trading behavior and stuff like that. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, no hats off to you. You've done a great job with that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I got to get back in on some auction action, but I'm telling you, I, in my experience, <laughs> things have been really slow. Oh God. You're telling me. <laughs> Talk to me so about this. Slow. What is going on with the market in NFTs right now? I mean, I'm rewinding six weeks. I was selling a piece a day, like at least sometimes yep. two. I was like, yep. holy crap. I can't believe this. Right. And yeah. since then it's just, whew, it's really cooled off. Right. So oh, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. I mean, no, I, I totally feel that sentiment. Um, it's, I was actually in the similar situation. I was making very, very good, uh, good money just selling my art. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I feel like that's, it's a, a resounding agreement for everyone that at the moment things are just really, really slow, but you know, what's, what's interesting is that uh, a similar thing like this happened with gaming assets um, where, uh, so this was with, um, with an engine, right? So they have their own native token that, you know, people would trade gaming assets with. Uh, and this was the, uh, the Eng token. And, uh, you know, people were selling game assets for crazy amounts of money. And then the token price skyrocketed. And then you saw the demand for these assets just crash completely. And, you know, you, it, it's a little different, but also similar in a lot of ways. You know, when the price starts to take off, like it does, uh, people just want to hold. You know, they, they want, they get a little scared. So they just, they're a bit sparing about uh, how they spend their money. So, you know, we're seeing a little bit of that same exact thing. You know, when we were, uh, selling like crazy a couple months ago, Ethereum was what, like, I think it was like three, something. $400. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So now it's $600 and Bitcoin I think it's, is, I think it's running. Yeah. Cause I mean, normally if you look at Bitcoin and uh -huh. Ethereum, Bitcoin gets a bit of that elastic band effect where it stretches out ahead of Ethereum and then yeah. Ethereum tends to snap back and catch up to yeah. BTC and even go ahead of it. Right. And it's yep. kind of this yeah. rubber band effect that you see happening often. Um, Bitcoin was a half a trillion dollars today, market cap. Can Wait, really? That? Yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I, di I didn't see that actually. Yeah. It, it hit uh, almost 27,000. What was the, what was the high today? Right now, I, I I'm just was, checking it on uh, coin market cap here. Right now it's 26.5. It was darn close to 27 and the market cap did get right around half a trillion dollars. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That Ethereum's catching up now though. It's $644. So I feel that my expectation, normally what happens is Bitcoin runs ahead a little bit and then Ethereum kind of snaps back. So I'm expecting Ethereum to, and I think you're right. If you're expecting Ethereum to run up, maybe it's going to be $700 in a few days. Maybe it's going mm -hmm. to be 800, right? Are you spending your Ethereum on art right now? Probably not, right? Exactly. Yeah. You want to hold it. Yeah. I mean, uh, th I think that's like, that's like a very, very general rule. Um, but you know, there, there are exceptions, you know, like I, I, I spent way too much, honestly, dude, <laughs> way too much, but I, I enjoy it, you know? Um, and it sucks, honestly. I, I know, uh, how unfortunate it is when you just have a week or two of no sales, you know, it, it, 
it really does drag. So, you know, it, it feels nice to throw a little bit of Ethereum here and there. Um, just, you know, give people that nice Red Bull that they're after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Have you um, checked out this uh, OpenSea free no gas storefront beta? No, I haven't actually. Um, not at all. But uh, I've, I've been meaning to get around to it. So I, hopefully next week, once I finish this, uh, this artwork I'm working on, I can mess around with that. Yeah. Well, for listeners, I'll maybe explain it a little bit because it's kind of a newer thing. I mean, it's been around a mm -hmm. while, actually, but uh, they have it in beta right now. And if you open a storefront on OpenSea, which does cost some money, I forget how much it is, somewhere around $100 or something like that. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Do you remember? Oh, Please. no, I, I have like no information on it. Okay. So you create a storefront yeah, I... on OpenSea, which is basically <laughs> your own contract. So then if you make art on that, it, it, oh. you can give it a name like you can like anything i make on OpenSea on my storefront has decline identified on it on the token oh okay that's okay. cool uh -huh. which is kind of cool and uh from that then you're able to use this beta storefront where you can create them it's gas free because technically they're not minted until they're sold and the buyer essentially oh. pays the minting fee within their purchase that's cool Oh, okay. I, I did not know that. That's really cool. It is. Cause now I'm thinking, Oh, there's all kinds of like art minis I'd like to do. Like just little fun, little things that are just for fun. And I don't want to mint every one of them. Right. Cause it costs fortune. But if I can just make them and people like particular ones, they can just pay for those ones and you don't have to pay gas fees on everything. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's smart. Yeah. That's, that's actually really, really great for uh, small artists. Totally. You know, like these minting costs are just, outrageous my god <laughs> dude a few just, days ago i was looking at minting a piece on known origin it was 75 dollars. oh god <laughs> no <laughs> that's nuts that is yeah. crazy no i hear that too um uh, known origin and a uh, maker's place a couple of those um you know those platforms the minting costs are just oh man they're fucking crazy like I, I think rareable is bad sometimes when it's like twenty dollars. I'm like, oh, my heart, twenty dollars. <laughs> if it's twenty on rareable, I guarantee you it's about fifty on known origin. Oh God. <laughs> there, there's something I forget who I was talking to there, but they were saying, yeah, our contract is a little bit old and inefficient, and it just takes more gas. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean that 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 just makes this. Uh, that OpenSea thing, a really, really great idea for, you know, artists who just don't have that much Ethereum to just throw away to. <laughs> there is to the upfront cost. cost there where you have to create the storefront. The nice thing with Rarible, yeah. there's no barrier, really. Right? right, yep. You just go right on there and start making art. Now, Rarible is where you are. What drew you to That's Rarible? Right. You know, it's actually that, that open that open nature of it. I, I personally really, really um, enjoy that. I, I know it's kind of a, a turnoff for a lot of people. Um, you know, like getting into a curated platform is the, the ultimate end goal, um, I feel like for a lot of folks. Um, but I, I actually very much enjoy uh, an open platform where anybody can make art. You know, granted there are a lot of issues with that, uh, you know, as far as the, the copyright and the stolen artworks and stuff like that. But I think uh, as, as a vision, you know, it matches a lot with uh, 
the philosophy of crypto and, and, you know, being for everyone. And I, I really embody that. And I think, uh, you know, these open platforms do the same. I, I do think that curated platforms serve a very good purpose. Um, it's just not something I personally really, really, uh, you know, enjoy, uh, especially when you get things like, you know, 90, I say like 90% of what you see on super rare is like the, the same 3d, same 3d art, you know, it, it gets a little There's bit a uniformity uh, to it. Isn't there? Oh yeah, there is there. There a hundred percent is. And it's just kind of like, ugh. you know, I'm, I'm, they, they all look beautiful. They all look great. But, um, the thing I like about, uh, you know, rareable is there's just so many different styles of artists and you just, you don't get that. Because the whole point of the curation, right, is to curate. And, and it kind of filters um, it into a certain look that they're going for, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, there's, there's nothing really wrong with that. I had a, I had a conversation with a friend, um, you know, who was uh, talking about this. Uh, and then I listened to a podcast that um, another buddy of mine was on, you know, and he kind of really, really uh, explained it nicely, you know, the, the importance of curation. And, you know, I, I agree. I, I do think it, it serves a good purpose. But, um, you know, you do start to see these things where uh, they have a, a particular look that they're going for. And, you know, you, you get a lot of denials of artists uh, who I think are pretty damn good. And it's just like they don't fit in the, the 3D mold that, uh, you know, is necessary to get into, you know, super rare and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of a bummer, honestly. So, I mean, I, I just prefer to have this open platform with its issues and make good art on that and let the art speak for itself. So, you know, I'll, I, I, I'm staying on open platforms. There are a couple that I'm looking at, uh, you know, because I feel like they uh, do something more for, for my art. And, uh, you know, I, I'm interested to try that out. But as far as just getting onto a platform because you know uh, i want to boost my perceived value of the art you know I'm, I'm not really into that that's cool i mean have you looked at mybay.io i i actually haven't um but i i am a fan i am a fan of, of my bay um i think I like in, what, in uh, terms of open platforms uh, that's the one i'm gonna look at next. yes yeah that's actually that's actually a great idea um <clears throat> i mean that's honestly the same thing with the open sea thing i just you know, I, uh, except I know a little bit more about my bay. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it yet, but I, I see my friends getting on there and, uh, you know, they're actually making good sales on it and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, That's I cool. mean, it's, yeah, it looks like a pretty, pretty good platform. My thought is what I might do, cause I can't, I'm, I'm, I've told you this before. I'm fully addicted to making art. Like I can't stop. Right? <laughs> I'm almost yeah. too productive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and my thought is if I had a certain like genre that I kind of dedicate say to my bay and another genre that I dedicate to my, my low, my zero gas fee storefront, right. And maybe that's kind of my quick one-offs little things, right. And another genre for my known origin, which I tend to put ones on there that have involved more effort and time. Right. Okay. Right. That to me might be the way to go. And then you, you still have a portfolio course yeah but yeah. it's kind of split up over these platforms in a way 
that's yeah that's that's a cool idea um i i've actually heard a couple artists who uh actually do something similar to that so uh you know what they do is <clears throat> excuse me a little bit like what you said uh on their more uh esteemed platforms you know the ones that they had to submit applications for and uh you know jump through hoops for they they list their um you know like their masterpieces and their like you said, the ones that they really put more effort on. And then on the more experimental arts and stuff like that, they'll put on Rarible or, uh, you know, more editions. They'll put on Rarible or OpenSea or something like that. So I think that that actually is an effective way to, you know, continue to make art. Because I, I think a couple of the platforms have um, minting required or limitations rather. Mm -hmm. um, no one orders a 24 hour yeah. limit. You can only do one a day. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, for people like, like uh you know rob ness and i guess you know yourself or you know people and, <laughs> and people like that who just make so much art um i think that's a very viable plan that you know you just use these different platforms uh to your advantage make as much art as you want because you know even if the platform says you know you can only make x in amount in one day you know that doesn't mean you can't go on to all your other platforms and you know put stuff there so i actually, i like that that's a very cool idea just kind of spread out your portfolio a bit and then just have like one to kind of congregate it i think um i think it was your your last episode um you guys were talking about um there being like a lack of uh of something to you know congregate like all of the mm -hmm. um, your artworks and stuff like that uh i think somebody mentioned mintable yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think OpenSea was it? Uh, OpenSea is the probably the best for finding the most of it. But you still yeah. can't always find, say, for example, like Known Origin, you will mm -hmm. not find it on OpenSea unless it's been sold because it's not actually minted until it's that's sold. That's right. Yeah, right? yeah. That's actually, yeah, same, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Same with this new OpenSea storefront. You will not see them until yeah. they're, uh, actually, am I wrong about that? I'm not sure now. They won't show up on Rarible. Like these new gas-free ones on OpenSea will not show up on Rarible. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. because they're not they're not minted yet. They're yeah. not minted. Yeah. yeah. So there is that oh, issue okay. there, right? Where I mean, the closest thing I've seen to it is yeah. people will use what's it called, Linktree or something like that, and they'll just have all <laughs> of their platforms, and then you can kind of look through their their portfolio sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think Linktree is one of them. Uh, I think. What is that one? It's uh, Crypto Art Net, I believe it is. Um, that's by Flux Flux Research. Um, they uh, they kind of have a um, sort of like a similar thing with with the link tree. Like you know, you can put you can plug in all of your platforms. Um, you pick a couple as like header pictures of your artwork, so you can you know have a nice artist dedicated um, directory type thing. And uh, I think uh, Maddie, DCL blogger, is working on something as well um, with the, uh, what is he calling it now? Uh, the Art Pulse, NFT Art Pulse or something like that. Cool. And yeah, that's supposed to be sort of like a uh, artist wiki type thing is what he's, he's going for. So I, I think that might be, you know, a very viable thing for people to, you know, just get all their artworks together and uh, just kind of have it as a nice directory. Isn't this crazy we're even having this conversation now? Like, I'm just thinking back, like, even just two years. 
it's just wild mm-hmm. how this entire world of art has just moved into this scene. No, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, um, honestly, I, I wasn't even into art two years ago. <laughs> um, not at all. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like it just, it really took off. Um, you know, when, when I started getting interested, like I said, it was around April uh, when I started to really get interested in art. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like that seemed like it was big you know, that the community was huge. Um, you know, there's just so much to learn, so much to do. And then from then to now, it just, it got even, even bigger, just crazier, you know. And that makes me very excited for what it'll be for the next year plus, you know, just seeing what, um, you know, what new artists come in uh, into, into the space and then also the people who are innovating the space itself. You know, it, it's a, I feel like it's a, a good ecosystem for so many different people, creatives beyond just visual arts, you know, like uh, musicians, uh, mm-hmm. for one. I think uh, music NFTs will be very, very big. There's already just, you know, every major artist, you know, are, are starting to get into it. There's like, uh, I think Dead Mouse just got on. Uh, yeah. He was on Super Rare and that's fucking crazy. I mean... It, like that's that's just a you know one superstar in the genre this will probably go you know include a whole bunch of other genres superstars and stuff like that and it'll you know extend beyond musicians too i i just there's there's room for everybody to just add value to it well you just think about you know the normal ability that an artist has to benefit financially from their work yeah and without this technology you're always dependent on these other parties. Yeah. Right. Uh, Whereas with this, it's like you have full ownership of that and control of it. Yeah. Right. As an artist and that money comes directly to that address that you are identified with. That's right. Now, whether or not you've got arrangements with other companies like dead mouse probably does, that's another issue. But my point being (laughs) as an artist, I have direct hundred percent control of my sales of art to a client and that's that's unheard of yeah yeah no i i totally agree i think it's uh it's revolutionary which is kind of weird because i i feel like um it's not such a wild concept um no it's you know just you know just (laughs) to pay people um uh you know what what they're due and to do so without so many middlemen and uh you know, I think that's, that's what draws a lot of people to the space is that, um, you know, this is something that, you know, solo indie artists can really get into and, uh, you know, they, they can make money without having to rely on other people to, to do that. I mean, granted, you know, there are uh, strategic partnerships you can make and stuff like that, you know, just like anything, but, uh, you know, like, I mean, I, I, I jumped into the art world with uh, no connections at all, you know, um, and it just, it, it, it happens, you know, you just, you, you put in the work and you can go very, very far. And I feel like that's great for, for anyone, you know, to just be able to do that because otherwise you'd have to go through agencies and, uh, you know, just, just a lot of shit, honestly, you know, um, just for you to get paid for what you can already do. 
that's the beauty of cryptocurrency in general, I find, is just there's uh, a yeah. general mm -hmm. sentiment that it's, it's a meritocracy. If you work hard yeah. at it, and granted, you do have to have some skill and ability, right? But if you're going to yeah. work hard at it, I think you can see rewards from it. And it's not a matter yeah. of having this credential or this certificate or this piece of paper that says you're good at this or whatever. It, you just yeah. do the work and show it. And if people like it, you're, you can earn from it. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's very accurate. Yeah. Meritocracy is a pretty accurate representation of it. Um, you know, I, I know there's a, like a lot of sentiments that, uh, you know, there's a lot, especially in art, there's a lot of clout. And that's the big issue is that people are like, you know, the, you know this artist kind of just sold so much because they have so much clout, you know, like, like with people, right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's about as big as you get. And it's like, he sold, he sold like, what was it? 1.5 million or something, something like that. Like that. In, in a weekend <laughs> just <laughs> what the fuck dude that's crazy but uh you know and they're like oh you know it's just it's just clout you know and um yeah but he he, he worked hard for it you know and it's, well, it's yeah he's been with, doing art for decades with non-stop yeah. like every day making something exactly i i couldn't do it <laughs> i sure as hell could not do that so and they um, are pretty cool like i mean oh, looking yeah. at that art it's awesome i love that hillary clinton one with the mech thing walking around is that, that the spongebob awesome. hillary is yeah. that it yeah yeah i think yeah. it's like spongebob yes you're right you're right yeah dude it's wild cool, man i just i don't know how you how you come up with with a lot of that stuff i mean some of them i feel like are literal mm -hmm. and others are just like like what what was he smoking honestly <laughs> they're, they're so crazy i i just i i can't imagine that a normal human being would conjure up a lot of these these uh artworks but he he does it he does it and he, very he kills creative. it well, very, let's talk about your creative. artwork i mean as i browse oh. through yours you have a lot of really what i kind of scan through it okay let's first talk about this before we get into the actual art okay I see one called Untitled. There are 1,415 of them not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, what is going on, man? Wait, wait is that on, on uh, my minted or just owned? Um, well, when I look at the history, it's quite the history. I have to scroll down way down to a bottom of a list where it says it was minted 12 weeks ago. It's a whole bunch of addresses. And... Uh, yeah, transfer okay. to this and that person, and what in the world is going on there, man? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> no, I, I know what you're talking about. So, um, actually, if you keep on scrolling, there's a lot of weird assets like that. They're a little janky. Um, those <laughs> those would be uh, engine assets. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, Rarible actually sense. supports a couple of them. So if you actually look through, there's some stuff there, uh, like some game assets but not all of them are there. Um, I, I'm not sure what, what the deal is, but uh, you know, they're, they're planning on adding, I, I guess, uh, game assets as, as one of the, um, one of the subcategories, right? Cause rareable NFT marketplace, um, you know, so I, I think they're going for that. Um, and so uh, yeah, they, they tried adding some of the engine assets and you can see a couple of them, but some of them just, you know, they're like, this doesn't sit right. I'm going to not show up and <laughs> confuse the world. So, yeah. Let's I don't talk about some of your creations, one. though. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did find one. Engine Legends Tassio. Is that an engine one that works? 
Yeah, yeah, that's okay. that's one that works. Uh huh. Yeah, so okay. a couple of them will work, um, but some of them are just they will forever be unknown, I guess, until. Okay. <laughs> until I see a lot of your work has kind of this cool combination of kind of like a watercolor like background with mm -hmm. a lot of like floral kind of stuff and then some amped up colors and stylization and kind of the dripping effect. What are you using to create that? So I'm actually using a sketchbook. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I heard you, you were using that too uh, yeah. on the last, last uh, episode that I listened to. Yeah, that's to. what I started and with, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm still using it. <laughs> now, have but, you uh, checked out Procreate though? Yes, I have. Oh my goodness, dude, man. so good so good um yeah i i've been obsessing with procreate lately um i've made two pieces on my third artwork right now on procreate but mm -hmm. sketchbook um that's what i started with um when i got into art and same as me you know yeah yeah and it, it's it's really good um i mean yeah, I, it's I've free right really, and you it, it is on pretty much any device so if people want to yep. try it like just download it autodesk mm -hmm. sketchbook free yeah i i actually I really do recommend it. It's, it's very versatile. Um, and it's a very easy program to learn. Uh, I mean, it's why I, I still stick with it mm -hmm. is because, uh, you know, I, I now know this software, um, very mm -hmm. well. Uh, talk yeah, about your like, process though. Like I'm looking at a beautiful piece here called future. It's mm, a five yeah. of five and yep. it has some typography in it. And then there's kind of yep. some like, imagery in the background almost like a city skyline like effect i'm not sure mm -hmm. and then yeah yeah so what are you doing there like what's your process for that so um the the process is uh you know i i typically start with just drawing um the uh the the sky um you know like the the skyscape i think is very important to my art it's it's one of my favorite parts to do um and it's also very reminiscent in you know all of the uh all the artworks I, I create, it's, um, it's very integral, I feel like, to, to, the, uh, to the message I convey and, and to the artwork I present. Um, you know, so we'll start with that and uh, a little bit of photography. Uh, okay. So, yeah, so the, in future, that flower is, uh, is a flower I have in, in uh, the garden I have at my house. Oh, wild. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, actually, a lot of the uh, floral art, I'd say 99% of the, uh, the flowers are uh, from photos I take in, in uh, the garden we have at my house. Um, so I try to include a lot of my own photography with uh, my artwork to kind of like tie it together to um, just kind of my world. You know, it, it really feels like it's, it's my artwork and you get a little glimpse of, of that, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I uh, add my photography there. Um, I, I draw the... Uh, um, draw paint the uh, the skylines and stuff like that and then I kind of just have fun with the uh, with the um, you know um, the cropping the the cutting the um, smearing liquefy and all those other things I just kind of go to town with it and just have fun you know so um, yeah and then I finish it off with the typography um, that's in all of my solo artworks and a couple in the collabs. I, I don't force it a lot on the collabs just because I know, you know, artists have different styles and stuff. I really like finishing off with a border um, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the, the title in uh, nice typography. And then uh, Is most of them have a Is it still all in sketchbook or are you carrying it over to like Photoshop or something? No, it's, it's all done in, uh, in sketchbook. Okay, wild. Yeah.
Yeah. What I admire about <laughs> your work, I'm just going to say this. I force myself to limit my color palette because uh, I know if I don't, it'll get out of control. Yeah. But what I see with yours is such a variety of color, but is, there's still control there. And I think if I had this many colors going on in my work, it would be, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to keep it <laughs> compositionally under control, but you do like, it's, it's mm -hmm. impressive when I look at just the amount of detail and variation in color, yet there's still uh, a consistent feeling to it. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a number of pieces like this, like Paradise is another one. Do you also write all of these descriptions? They're kind of poetic. You have some poetic descriptions with them. I do. Yeah. Um, po uh, poetry is one of the, um, one of the main, uh, main things I put with my art as well. In addition to the photography, I, I try to put poetry or some kind of short story or something. Um, uh, and it actually usually informs the, um, the, the story or the concept of the artwork. So the poetry is actually very, very important to um, my artwork. So yeah. you're, you're in, in terms of where do you start from? Do you start with the imagery or do you start with the poetry? Do you find like, I know I've had somewhere mm -hmm. I've done poetry that inspired a piece of art. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good question. Um, you know, it actually really depends. Uh, sometimes I start uh, with the, the poetry or like the concept, right? I just, I write down, um, some kind of feeling, some kind of uh, topic or, or, you know, some concept, and then I write the poetry. And then, uh, you know, I, I just uh, turn that into into art. It, it's a my art is a representation of the poetry. But other times, I'll actually start with the piece um, and create poetry out of what I see from it. So it, it really just depends on the artwork. Um, but one will inform the other is usually how it goes. It just depends on which one I start with. Cause uh, sometimes, you know, I, I just, there's, there's a lot of ideas running through my head and I'll start with that and then go ahead and start creating. But other days, you know, it's just a little bit quiet and I'll just start by drawing and then uh, just kind of write some poetry to go along with it. Very cool. You have something here very different from the other ones as I kind of look through its helmet of, wait a second, is it? cut off here let me just expand this helmet uh, of loric and there's a story <laughs> here with it and a very detailed drawing of like a knight wearing kind of like a a bear's fur like a head over top of his helmet tell me about this picture yeah so that's that's actually not uh that's not my artwork that is oh. a uh yeah that's another engine asset okay yeah so like that's kind of the weird thing is that they're all littered across like I have so many NFTs man it's it's insane and so like uh they're just kind of all over my profile I, I wish there was a way that I could on Rarible you know like uh specify which ones are mine mm -hmm. um but you kind of have to you know click through it and I guess you know if you really wanted to it just looked so different mm -hmm. from the rest of your stuff I oh yeah like, oh, this, you know totally different style obviously it isn't <laughs> your 
work. So that <laughs> right, right. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You you looked at that me like that's not a, a Daniel Pan. What is this? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. That that's not mine. It's it's just another uh, another game asset that snuck right, its right. way onto my my page. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I know what happens. Like for example, with the known origin stuff, when I create something on there and someone buys it, it shows up as it's their creation on Rarible. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, so I don't know why it does that. Uh-huh. It's certain things about the way it's created. Um, you can trace it back. If you go on OpenSea, you can see the properties and stuff and see where it's coming from. Uh, but yeah. Rarible, I, I feel like that's another thing a lot of these platforms need to work on is displaying yes. that information correctly. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I think uh, interoperability is super, super important. And you know, I feel like that's just something that needs to happen. It shouldn't be a, uh, you know, like a, a cool feature or something like that. Like, no, that, that shit needs to standard. actually be, yeah, yeah, it should be standard because it's so, it says, um, it says, uh, so the, uh, the Hakatao piece that I, I'm going to auction off tomorrow mm-hmm. um, for the charity, um, it, it, it says I created it. Right. And it just, it makes me feel weird, man. It's like, totally. no, I, I didn't make this Hakatao piece. Get out of here. But yeah, I mean, it, it really should be standard. Um, hopefully that's something that we can expect soon. You know, there's lots of, lots of things happening and improving and stuff like that in the NFT realm. So I think it's only a matter of time. Totally. Actually, now that I look, I'm checking on my own. There was a piece, uh, I don't know if you heard me talking with Ken Bozak the other day. And uh I was talking to him and I had made a zombie of him and it, it, his is displaying correctly on Rarible. So, cause it oh, does okay. show me as the creator. So I don't know the, it seems to work for some things and not other things. I was, I just knew that I'd done that the other day. So I was checking his for that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another beautiful one you have here called whispers. Oh yeah. That's a fairly recent one. It's actually a, fairly early one 15 one my... weeks ago okay not that recent i guess yeah 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 that, that was that was a fun one um that was one of the last ones that i sold under one eth um okay. before before i you know kind of raised my prices to in my opinion properly reflect the the value that i see in them so that one i think sold for like 0.7 to my friend talos who uh yeah who uh, co-runs the auction house with me right on he's got it on sale for double good man (laughs) that's what i like to hear that's it well and again you know that's something that in the old world you'd be kind of bothered maybe you'd go oh man i sold it for too little but now somebody prices your art high and you're like hey sweet i get a royalty yeah yeah that's really cool yeah i i love the the royalty thing, you know, it's, it's just so, so nice. Uh, I actually don't get very many. Um, a lot of the, the art that I sell um, goes to collectors that hold them. So mm-hmm. I, admittedly, I, I haven't gotten a part of that sweet royalty action, but uh, I mean, here's hoping. <laughs> Dude, I, I want that. There's, there's one guy I saw who like made one ETH because his super rare piece sold for, fucking gazillions yeah exactly and it was like holy shit that's so cool (laughs) i would doubt right that (laughs) yeah well and you know i don't know about you but i've got a few moonshot pieces that i've just put up for ridiculous prices thinking oh well who knows maybe someone will pick it up right i've got a robinus Uh, i've got a robinus piece i've got for sale it's i think which one is it 
I colored nothing three, I think. I put it up oh, for 98 are... Ethereum. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Who knows? Maybe someone will pick it up, right? <laughs> who knows? Hey, that's a good series. It, it, it's a really it good one. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I, I personally don't, excuse me, have a whole bunch of those types of moonshot things on my personal artwork. But um, on uh, uh, I'm part of the uh, the group of artists called uh, the Guild, and mm-hmm. we do like those those mega collabs. Uh, yeah, those about ones. The guild. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Guild was actually uh, founded by my friend Talos, who co-runs, like I said, uh, co-runs the auction house with me. And um, yeah, he just really wanted to make uh, a group of artists that you know just make massive, massive projects. Um, and so we all just, uh, you know, we all just collaborate on, on really, really cool artworks and they're, they're huge too. I mean, I usually do mine in 4,000 by 4,000 pixels and these are like, you know, 10,000, mm. uh, you know, like they're, they're just, they're fucking massive, but yeah, they're, they're really, really great stuff. We, we price them all very high because what's really neat is, you know, each, uh, each time the, um, the piece passes hands you know we save that as a layer and okay. so the buyer gets every single layer that uh starting from the master piece the finished work you also get all of the the regressions all, all of the oh, the okay. artworks that came prior so you you start from the very very first artist and you get um a zip drive with like all all of the artworks so wild so yeah, it's like so mailed actually, out to them or something or what? No, so uh, you just get it in a in a zip, oh, a zip file. Actually, a zip yeah, file, you mean? Okay. Yeah, we should get a physical. That would be fucking cool. But um, I'll, I'll talk to Talos about it. People will get but... doxxed. They won't want to get mail. Be on a mailing list. Yeah. like Ledger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah, we that don't want that terrible. shit happening. Oh man, dude. Oh my god. I've never been so happy to not <laughs> have a ledger i was like oh geez that's scary stuff that is terrible yeah i feel bad for people with that experience for sure no me too yeah so yeah it's a crazy world but anyway no that's that's wild so with that was it all just saved as like what were they like pngs each layer or what mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're all pngs um and uh yeah so you you when you're buying it, uh, the, it's the last, the last PNG, um, you know, because it's the most completed artwork. And then um, you you get a folder with all of the other ones, um, so you can view them all uh, in in a in a sequence. And they're actually all viewable uh, in Decentraland. Oh really? Um, yeah. Now are they yeah, meant to a... be seen as layered upon each other, or are they meant to be seen in sequence? They're meant to be seen in sequence. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, uh, but we, we typically display it with just the final one, just so then you can be like, you know, you can experience ex- exactly what the, the piece is and then you can go back into its history and, you know, follow it, its progression. Um, we have a, a Decentraland wizard who, you know, very wonderfully puts these together in, in a, an art gallery. And uh, he did this really cool thing where the, uh, the steps, uh, so like, uh, you know, it's a huge, huge wall, and that's where you see the artwork. But the steps leading up to the artwork. So if you look down at yet your your character's feet, um, are the uh, it's the process, the sequence of the art. Oh, okay. So then you get up to the very end, and you look up, and there's the masterpiece. Wild. And so, how many yeah. pieces are in there normally? Then, 
Um, at, at the gallery at a given time? No, um, in, in one of these guild works, these collaborative works, how many pieces are there coll like oh, collaboratively? How many layers? There's, there's a lot. Um, our, our first mega collab was t 11, 11 or 12 artists. Um, so it, it came with 11 or 12 layers. Mm -hmm. But we're, we're now in, in uh, around 20 artists, almost 30 artists. So you're, you know, I, actually, it's kind of funny. Um, the, the artworks, though, are getting cheaper as the amount of artists entering <laughs> is increasing. So it, there's a little bit of a weird logic there. But um, I mean, what we really wanted to do was the first few pieces are the most expensive because we're not expecting them to sell anytime soon. But, you know, in, in the future, this might be a monumental artwork. You know, this is uh, the, the first mega collab in Rare Rules history. Um, so, you know, it, it's gonna be, uh, the earlier pieces are, are, in our opinion, more desirable. Um, but, you know, they're all really, really cool because the, the more artists we onboard, uh, you know, the, the stylist changes so radically. It's very, very cool. And how does one get onboarded into this? Um, so there's a, uh, there's a type form. Um, and basically you just fill it out. And, uh, you know, uh, we have a couple officers um, Shinji, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Shinji. He's he's a amazing, sure. amazing artist, great guy. Um, so Shinji, uh, you know, he he's an officer along with a couple of the other people in the guild, and they, you know, go through the onboarding process and uh, they go through this type form. Other times, you know, you'll kind of get like a, um, I guess, a more direct invite. Um, but we're we're trying to slowly expand. Um, it's just, it's hard because the more artists we add, the more um, coordinating, uh, you know, coordinating the efforts we need in order for people to really uh, contribute. You know what I mean? Um, and the more artists we have, it's more time explaining what we're doing. Sure. So I mean, it from eleven, really from the le oh yeah, it, it, it's it's very very wild. But you know, the officers do a great job keeping things under wraps and keeping things in order. So, um, yeah, we, we just plan on expanding and adding more people who are interested because uh, we, we really like the, the different styles uh, that people are willing to bring in. So, yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I might have to apply for something like that. I don't, I don't know what's involved. That you you cool, should. We, we can use some zombies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we can use some Darren zombies in there. <laughs> yeah, we, we have just uh, the, the, um, the themes are all so, so different. Like uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, Fear, and it's the darkest artwork I've ever done um, mm. because all of my artwork is so happy and right, right. positive. Beautiful, and like colorful. Yeah. 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 But Fear was um, the theme of one of uh, our first major collabs. And, you know, I, I just, it, it's funny. I, I was talking with uh, my friend Talos and I was like, Dude, I, I don't know how, how I will make dark artwork. All of my shit is so, you know, fun and happy and pretty. And he's like, well, why don't you just invert the, mm. the you use such pretty colors, invert it and try that. And so I, I took a, you know, a pinkish or some, some color of one of my uh, artworks and I inverted it and it turned into the sickest red. <laughs> and and so it started looking scary and i was like okay i can work with this and so i just you know went crazy with this artwork making the darkest craziest artwork i've ever made in my life 
And that, that That's was pretty awesome. Fun. It, it was, you know, what's cool about yeah. it is that I literally did that today where I don't know if you saw this today, but I made a piece where I began just with the drawing of like, just drawing the draw, just a pretty face. And then I just mm -hmm. used liquefy to make it look as freaky as possible. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's I was like, holy shit. That, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I like the, um, that piece of yours because uh, it did explore more of like a, a prettier type thing. But then I love that it just went back to the, the <laughs> you know, the spooky, <laughs> spooky uh, artworks that you're so good at. So I, I thought that was a fun exploration. It was very, yeah. very well done. I like. I'm it trying to learn more of the tools, you know, like like we were talking about Procreate. Oh yeah. There's so much yeah. there, and I'm finding I pretty much stick to. For example, <clears throat> almost all my stuff I just use Studio Pen ink for like 99% of the stuff I'm uh -huh. doing. I just find I can't yeah. get a grasp of like the watercolor and the acrylic tools and stuff. They just don't feel as mm, intuitive mm. to me. Whereas you, mm, I think mm. the first thing you did, you took a watercolor. I think I saw you showing that going, check it out. I did watercolor. I'm like, what the hell? I can't do that in Procreate. How did you do that? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. But that's what you went yeah. through right away, right? Oh yeah. I, I looked for the closest brush to what I use in sketchbook and just went with that. So yeah, I, I actually don't do very much of like the studio pens and all those. I actually shy away from that because I'm like, oh, nope, that's that's not for me. Um, I, I tried a little bit of it with my latest artwork, but for the first two, I was like, uh, I need to, you know, get comfortable with it. I need to figure out what's what. So, you know, I started leaning towards the styles that I really, really um, am comfortable with. Mm. But there's a lot. There's a lot of brushes. Oh my God. There's a lot, man. Well, and you can customize the brushes or you can download custom brushes. Like the, it's endless. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even played with that. Dude, I'm still trying to figure out like, like all the, what all the brushes do with their default settings. I haven't even started to tinker with it. So I think oh, that'll be really, really fun it's at very, some point. It's very expansive. When I consider I've basically for almost all of my stuff, I've just used the studio pen uh. <laughs> and like two, three adjustment tools. Right? Yeah, like, and that's like, there's so much potential there just to play with it and stuff. But I do want to kind of try out some brushes and stuff. I when I was younger, I did a lot of uh, acrylic and oil painting. Right. Mm -hmm. And I haven't even touched anything with those kinds of brushes yet, because they just Yeah, they don't feel as intuitive to me yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing, too. I, I kind of want to uh, try out all of those other brushes and all those other things and um, make them, I mean, not, not make them intuitive, you know what I mean? But like familiarize myself with them. Um, but it's hard because I, I see the ones that I like and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll just use this. I, I'm comfortable with it. So yeah, totally. I'll, like, cause I'll have I'll an image in my head of what that. I want to yeah. do. And I know I can yeah. do it with that tool. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know if I can make it with any of the other, other pens and uh, other brushes and stuff like that. But, um, you know, with Procreate, I do kind of want to take a bit more of a experimental approach to, to things. So if you look at them um, versus my sketchbook um, artworks, you'll kind of see uh, there's a visual difference in it. And that's what I, that's what I like. So I, I will eventually get to all the different brushes and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think this is only the first week that I've played with Procreate, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone out there who's on the fence can't decide whether or not to splurge for it. It's worth it. 
it is worth it if you can afford i mean totally i admit the ipad ipad pro they are kind of pricey devices but if you can find room in your budget for it and well procreate itself is cheap it's like what 10 bucks yeah yeah I, i think so yeah 10 bucks yeah so yeah definitely worth the expenditure in my experience so yeah. uh, talk to me about uh, where you think things are going to be going for you in the new year in 2021. What are your, what are you envisioning? Are you going to be uh, expanding the auction house or going on to some other platforms or what's the plan? Yeah, actually um, uh, I have pretty exciting plans for, uh, for the new year. Uh, expanding the auction house is definitely one of the biggest ones. Um, you know, it's it's been really tough with uh the sales slowdown and you know as the market is mm-hmm. kind of taking off you know what we actually want to do in the meantime is lower the amount of auctions that we that we have that we host um and focus on growing the auction house so um you know onboarding more uh artists and collectors i i'm actually very very interested in getting some more collectors into the group um so that's something I'm going to be trying to accomplish in in the uh, in the coming year, because I, I I would like to you know, just make it a bit more, um you know just just a bit more balanced and uh, inclusive and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm going to be focusing on the growth of the auction house, um and then for me personally, uh, for my art, um I I actually want to apply to async. Uh-huh. Um, so I plan to, yeah, I plan to do that. Um, probably what is it about async time. in particular that draws you to it? It, it's, it's the, the idea of the layers. I think, I think that's such a cool, um, cool idea. And you know, what, what's uh, interesting is, uh, you know, before I got into art, I actually wanted to create a video game. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually wanted to create this, uh, very artistic, like, um, self-reflective, um, video game but uh it didn't actually end up going through obviously but um uh yeah so that's actually what prompted me to pursue art um was because i had these ideas for a game and uh i couldn't really get get it going so i then took the concepts uh, of the game and created art out of that um so with async with the programmable layers i actually think i can um, bring this uh, the game idea in a sense um, in a lot of the concepts that I had about that game and bring it to async so you know uh, I, I had this this idea of basically a um, a a, uh, a paradise right and um, it was a personal paradise and the, the game focused on you being in in limbo and trying to find purpose and uh, you know building your identity within this this um, this uh, personal paradise. And so I kind of want to bring that idea to async and have, you know, uh, just these layers that um, can change, um, you know, into so many different uh, aspects of this paradise, you know, so, you know, different monuments, structures, uh, different colored um, skies, um, you know, flowers, of course, are are very integral to my art. So different flowers and just a whole bunch of very, very, um, you know, beautiful variations of a paradise and make that into a, a dynamic artwork. So, so hopefully that, that happens <laughs> next That's year. Cool. I'm not, yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll see how that goes. 
yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, you do I think have that's, that's beautiful artwork. I love the floral stuff. It's very nice. You just, you know, no, and thank your, you. your control, like I said, keeping it cohesive, even though there's this bounty of colors. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's impressive because, yeah, I can't pull it off. Not yet, anyway. I've got to, I've got to <laughs> limit my colors a lot more. But yeah, no, you've man, you've managed to have this just outflow of colors, yet keep it unified. This coalesces in, yeah. in particular. I really like that one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that that one was fun. Um, I, I don't. It, it kind of, you know, went a little bit out of the uh, the sky um, mm-hmm. type artwork, and you know, you know. Uh, more of like a nebula space type um, type thing. So that, that was fun. It, it was a fun departure, I think, from my typical artworks. But uh, I think it still retains a lot of the, the qualities and, and uh, you know, the, the beauty that I want to instill with, with my artwork. Um, just kind of does it in a little bit of a different, different way. So that was a fun one. Yeah, very cool. Anything else you want to add as we wrap things up here? Hmm. Anything I want to add? Um, you know, oh, you know, actually, there, there is one thing. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I've been getting a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people that are just very, very discouraged, you know, about, about not making any sales and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to add that, uh, you know, prior to this, I, I was selling a lot um, and I, I'm not really getting any sales at all. And, you know, it, it's, it's difficult, but, uh, you know, I just want to assure people that, uh, you know, there's no reason to, to give up. I think, you know, the people who work hardest during tough times like this, I think will find that, uh, they'll do exceptionally well when, when, you know, the markets are back and people are buying art again. So I think, uh, you know, I just want to remind people, um, you know, it's okay to get discouraged, you know, because, you know, we, we all like to get those sales and stuff like that, but, you know, you should be making, um, you know, you should be making the art that makes you happy and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll get those sales eventually. You just need to, um, you know, work hard and, and, you know, be consistent. Yeah. And it is, you know, it is a challenging thing because I don't know about you, but when I do sell a piece, that's kind of a motivator, right? That's kind of a, yeah, oh, yeah. totally. You know what I mean? So yeah. and then when you don't get that, you know, it's kind of like, huh, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I still, uh, I mean, I still feel like, you know what, if you don't love making the art in the first place, mm-hmm. then maybe yeah. it's, it's not your gig, right? Like, you know what I mean? Totally. But, yeah. You know, um, if you do love making the art, you're probably going to keep making it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, y- you would, you would think so, but you know, I, I've, I've seen people that are just so bummed out by it. It and, can be discouraging know, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, I think that's the thing. I, I mean, I'm not discouraged, but um, I, I do feel a little bit like, Oh, you know, like I, I feel like that, that was a really good piece. You know, it, it, it should have sold, but um you know, there are people who take it a little bit more personally and, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not something to get personal over because, you know, the market naturally goes through these, um, these phases and, you know, you just got caught in the wrong part of the, of the cycle <laughs> because you and I got in when shit was hot. Like yeah. you could sell anything 
for stupid amounts of money. And I think that's not really a healthy way to look at it because it's, it's not really a cash grab, you know, it's, it, it's, um, you know, people who are uh, making money and they're able to spend that money. Now Ethereum's going up and, you know, people want to still make money. So they're holding, um, you know, once the market starts to calm down, hopefully we can start to see more money, you know, being invested, being, um, being spent. But, uh, you know, that, that won't happen until there's a little bit more uh, stability in the price action. So, you know, who knows how long that'll take. So I think, you know, now's the best time to uh, focus, make the best art you can make and um, just continue to push yourself and promote yourself. And um, yeah, you know, and, you know, hopefully things will get better soon and you can make those six figures and <laughs> top the charts and get all the, all the Rari red bolts and shit. Like it'll, it'll happen. You know, it's just, you need to stick around. If you leave, that's it, you know. Then it's over. Yep. Then it's over. Yeah, exactly. This is a um, perfect time to explore, to try things, hone yeah. your skills. It it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I, I I agree with that. Now is the time to do that, because you know I, I think there was a lot of pressure when when so many sales were going on and people were, were like focused on making pieces fast so that they can mm. sell. You know what I mean? Um but now that's, that's not happening. Now you can, you can take as long as you want to make a masterpiece and make it so that, you know, when the markets resume um, and people are starting to buy art again, you have a very nice portfolio that's ripe for collectors to come in and be like, wow, like this is really good artwork. And then, you know, they can pick it up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's something important that people should, should uh, um, understand and hopefully stick around because I, you know, this, this space is just growing so, so fast. And I think it's only going to continue to do so. I'm very, very excited for it. Awesome. Yeah, I see a lot of positive growth, even just in the last few months, while the market's been kind of meh, it's, there's been a lot of growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for being on the show. And I really appreciate you being on here. And it's really great to just talk to you instead of just text you in Telegram. But <laughs> I do want to thank you also for yeah. running that and for uh, having a big influence on building this community, right? And making it a place mm -hmm. people feel connected. So I appreciate you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, this, this was really fun. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all the questions and uh, your interest in everything. So thank you for having me on. And yeah, it's, it's my pleasure to do what I do for, uh, for the community. Awesome. Thanks. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.